0: You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Joining me next on the show to have a look at this cracking meeting from Flemington from thepuntingbaron.com.au, Shane Matthews, how are you?
1: Very good, James. How are you, mate?
0: Excellent. Well, you are now a... um, We'll call you an adopted Queenslander. You were on Fire last week, got the job done. Me too. It
1: was pretty slim pickings other than that, but uh, (laughs) they... uh, He uh, did the job nicely for us, didn't he? Uh, The race couldn't have panned out. I think we spoke about how the race might pan out uh, on the show last week, and that's pretty much panned out exactly. The only thing I was a bit surprised was how much speed Koolangatta showed. Uh, Probably didn't expect to have her up outside of uh, Zoo style, but uh, pretty much worked out. We anticipated that Damien Lane was going to either probably sit outside the leader or sit one out, one back with that speed outside of him, and Probably worked out well that Cool and Gadda did keep kicking up which kept in the Congo three wide and then that just gave him just gave him a beautiful one out. One back trail and you can see coming to the third he was travelling pretty well and he was strong through the line. I think Rob Heaps has got some plans to run him in a couple of races at Mini Valley. There's a bit of a sprinter's bonus series, uh uh with a fair bit of prize money. But he looks to have come back well. It's good to see he's a good horse, he's had his problems but uh, I think, yeah. Again, as we spoke about last week, he just feels like he might be starting to put it together. That Stradbroke run was enormous. The uh, be, uh, before he went for a break, and yeah. Yeah, he's clearly come back well. So hopefully, all things being equal, he can uh, push on. And he, um, see, they came for him too. I think he, uh, depending on how you bet, top Fluck was seven fifty, uh, but he ended up starting around five fifty. So a few people got something out of him, and hopefully our listeners did.
0: Yep, yeah, that's the name of the game. And well, let's see if we can get a bit more this week. What a meeting this is. So first of all, thoughts, track conditions, weather.
1: Uh first off you're right, it's a outstanding meeting. Uh this is as, pretty much as good as it gets for early spring. It's a very deep program, big fields. Uh yeah, we're gonna certainly learn a lot. Uh, I think there's plenty of value on the program in terms of big prices. Uh it's not really a day where you're gonna pin down too many favourites. Uh You're probably only going to need to find a couple of winners and you'll come out in front. Track-wise, it's been beautiful in Melbourne all week, but it's absolutely bucketed down overnight. It looks like there's a fair bit more rain on the radar as we record this on Thursday morning. So the track's currently a soft five. I think after the rain today, we will get to a soft six. And then over Friday and Saturday, there's forecast of a few showers here and there. So... I'm kind of operating, facing my thoughts on the fact that it's going to be a, um, in that soft five to soft six range. Uh, rail in the true position, so expecting that they might start to use a little bit more of the track as the day progresses, though it is pretty fresh ground back there. I think the most recent meeting, the rail was out, so, um, and has been through the winter, aside from that winter championships meeting, so, uh, on finals day, uh, but Flemington's I don't think we have to say it again with wax lyrical like that. Plenty of times in 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 uh, plenty of times in recent months that it's just played superbly and uh, expecting every horse will get their chance again on Saturday.
0: All right, well, let's see if we can find a few winners on the program. We'll tell you how you can subscribe to the Punting Baron at the end of this segment for all of Shane's thoughts on racing, not only at Flemington this weekend, but anywhere. I think they can find a winner, but we're going to look at races 2, 5, 8 and 9, so we'll go in race book quarter. Let's go to the second and it is the Australian title Foundation Plate. It's over 1,700 metres or so here.
1: Yeah, very interesting race in terms of different form lines coming together. You've got quite a few horses and stayers first up from a spell resuming uh, and then you've got a few horses that race through the winter like Sir Davy. He's a Shocker and Lyrical Lad probably looking to capitalise and pick up a race uh, early in the spring with their fitness levels slightly more advanced. Uh, look, I, I'm gonna either come a cropper here or I'm gonna look like a genius, but the, the way I'm playing it is I'm actually steering clear of those horses that race through the winter months, the Sir Davey, the Heat of Shockers and the Lyrical Lads. They've come up pretty short in the market and while they race raced really well through the winter, uh, they haven't taken on the strongest of races. I mean, the races that they've been winning and running in have just been fair, and they take on some pretty handy ones here. I was pretty surprised at the price that number eight Zarek come up, uh, this horse from the Team Hawksyard. Uh, he's an imported galloper. He's you know shown decent staying potential since being in Australia and run well in quite a few good staying races in Sydney. I thought he did enough first up in the Group 1 Memzi behind Snap Stance so the way that race was run. And one, he really didn't have much chance anyway in the field. But I thought he got through the line OK. He's only been beaten seven and a half lengths. Uh I thought it was a pleasing return. Uh, this is much easier. Uh, second up, he's won two of four. Second up, he steps to the 1,700 metres. He loves soft ground. Draws gate one with the winkers going on the first time. So expecting Damien Thornton will ride him a fair, fair bit more positively, stepping up to the 1,700. Uh, I think he won't be too far off the speed. I thought around the 8 to $9 mark. He, he represented really good value in the race. Uh, I was keen to be with him. Uh, a couple to save on it, double figure odds. It is one of those saves. Young Verder's a very good stayer. Uh, the last time he raced here at Flemington, he was beaten half the length by incentivize over 2,000 metres. So he's been off the scene for a little while. He races really well, though, here at Flemington. He went through the line very strongly in a recent jump out at Geelong. Uh, he's just got a touch of class. Damian Lane, uh, gate 13. Uh, I think he can, if he can just blend into the race and be close enough at the right time, it wouldn't surprise me to see him run a big race here first up around the $20 mark. A couple of others uh, still haven't finished. Milford <laughs> really went to a new level last preparation and uh, he started that campaign with a first up fifth here behind Gentleman Roy and Fermadez, which actually is really good form. He was only beaten... 1.75 lengths there, making up a heap of ground from the back of the field. He went on to run well in a golden mile. He then strung two together at Caulfield. He's jumped out really well. Just get a feeling this horse might be starting to put it together. He went out from the paddock in good form last preparation. Uh, if he improves again into this preparation, he can run a big race here fresh. We saw Mike Maroney, um produce a Emissary first up a couple of weeks at Caulfield, so hoping he can do the same again. With Milford around the $15 mark, and another one to keep an eye on. He's probably the, the fourth pick, but he's number five, San Huberto. Uh, he's only had a few runs here in Australia, but he's taken on some decent ones in the Geelong Cup, uh, back in 2020. He's first up off a long, long break here. Uh, just keep an eye on the market. I thought he got through the line alright in a recent Warnable jump out, but, uh, his form has been around some pretty good horses. He ran very well in an Australian Cup at his most recent start. Uh, this is a lot easier than that. So just keep an eye on the market with him. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's going to be a race where I'm going to either look like a genius or I'm going to look pretty stupid, but I'm taking on those three horses with a bit of race fitness on their side that are short in the market because I think they come up against some pretty good ones. Uh, mainly Zarek, quite keen on him, uh, but definitely want to save on young Verda and also Milford, but uh,
0: keep an eye on the market with number five, Sam that's your thoughts to the second. What about the fifth that is the feature of the day at Group 1 level, the Mackayby Diva Stakes over the mile at Wait for Age?
1: Small field, but a ripping field. Uh, and obviously the main form reference for this race uh, is the Menzi a few weeks ago, won by Snap Dancer, who beat I'm Thunderstruck and Cascadian. I'm Thunderstruck, clearly the most eye-catching run in the race. Uh, you know, hit the line really strongly. I thought, thought the race panned out really nicely for him as he got into a nice spot midfield, one off the fence. He was able to blend into the race at the right time and uh, he just failed to run down a It was a very pleasing return, though. He raced as well here at Flemington. So he is the rightful favourite, I guess you could say, but he's short, $2.40. Just not sure how this race pans out uh, for him. He just, it just seems, I know the small field probably suits the gate ones probably not as huge a disadvantage as it might be in a big field but see, i just see timmy clark going to the front on alligator blood and i think he could be pretty hard to get past he didn't have a lot of luck in the men's i'm not sure it would have made much of a difference in terms of um in terms of the result but i just think this race is going to be run completely different i think tim clark can get complete control early it doesn't look to be much speed at all Depends what Jamie Carr does on Malunga, but I think she probably might come across and sit outside of him. And I mean, when you're talking about a horse like Moonga sitting up outside the leader, you know there's not much speed. We saw Incentivised win this race last year, leading from the front. Um, Timmy Clark's an outstanding front-running rider. Uh, I can just see him getting away with a bit of a picnic in front here on Alligator Blood, and given that he's come up double the price of I'm Thunderstruck, yeah, they're a pretty similar price in the Memsey. I just think at the better odds, I'm happy to take the pun on him and hope that I'm thunderstruck. Might find a little bit of trouble in running and, uh, alligator blood could be off and gone. Uh, not, not, not dropping off Western Empire. Uh, did back him into Memsey. Bit of a funny run. I thought he got a bit fired up early. Ended up looking like he got into a good spot, but just seemed to hit a bit of a flat spot around the turn before getting going again on the line. Uh, Denny O'Brien's been a master over the years of getting his horses to peak at Flemington and you know there's a bit of a theory that maybe the Memsie was he was just there for the run and this is a race that he's going to be a lot more prime for second up if Moonga does come across he looks to land in that one out one back spot without doing any work he had to do a little bit of work to get there in the Memsie and just fired up a little bit so with that freshness coming out him up to the mile of 1600 he lands in the right spot Probably outside of Iron Thunderstruck, so Damian Lane can dictate a bit to Mark Zara. Again, around the $6 mark with that in mind, so I'm happy to uh, stick with him. Fascinating race. I think the tactics are going to be all-important, uh, but banking on Alligator Blood and Tim Clark getting it right in front, I think they'll be hard to run down and uh, keeping Western Empire on
0: site. Alligator Blood, the one to be with there, but also, as you said, Western Empire to include there as well. The seventh, all right, let's go down to... Race number eight, Bobby Lewis, quality over 1,200 metres. And again, a big field to thunder up the straight.
1: Big field, good field. It's a good field of sprinters engaged here. A uh, bit of a Queensland feel again in this race. Uh, very interested to see the return of Swatsack Sack for the new stable. Uh, she's, a, she's a man that's always raced very well up the straight. She's raced well without winning. Uh, she now finds herself in the Kieran Maher and David Eustace camp. Her trials have been... Well, they've been pretty hard to miss. They've been quite eye-catching. She's uh, trucked through the line in both in the trial at Cranbourne and a jump out at Cranbourne. Uh, she looks to have come back really well. It looks a nice race for her. I mean, you only have to go back at her recent straight runs at Flemington. Uh, she's run second for Major Strip in a VRC Classic. She's run fourth to Home Affairs and Nature Strip beating less than two lengths in a Lightning, and she's run fifth to Rock and Horse in a New Market beating two lengths. Uh, that's pretty good form for a race like this. Uh, just get the feeling first up to the new stable off those two eye-catching jump outs and trials, whatever you want to call them. Uh, just get the feeling she comes to play here. Gate five could be a little bit tricky, uh, but we'll bank on Ben Mallon to get her into the right spot, and I think if she comes to play here first up, she's going to be very hard to beat. Uh shooting for gold Uh was a bit of a painful result when it uh, wrecked our generation a couple of weeks at Caulfield and um, jumping on the bandwagon a bit he just looks really well weighted 54 and a half kilos wide draw for Jamie Carr he'll be better for that uh straight run in the Ori star behind serious suspect and stage man uh, I think he can run well here I like the way he chased through the line at Caulfield and uh, like I said, with that straight run experience, I think he can run well again around the eight dollar mark. Um and the horse that we mentioned is the new market winner in Rockin' Horse. So I thought he was quite good through the line in the Norman car line behind Bella Mipotina. Uh she, sorry. Uh second up, we know what she can do down the straight. We saw her in the new market. Uh she's come up big odds around the eighteen dollar mark. I think you can definitely save on her, but uh pretty keen on swaps that and she can run up to those trials and jump out. She'll be hard to beat. We can save on shooting for gold and rock and horse.
0: Let's go to the ninth. That is the Exford Plate. It's over 1,400 metres. It's a listed race. The lucky last on the day. What are we with here?
1: A couple of dual acceptors here, making it a little bit interesting for us as we record on Thursday morning. Uh, come on, Chris. while we'll do the right thing. Send off a penko to Melbourne, some. Uh, they won't know which way, they won't know which way this goes if it comes. Uh, I think it will absolutely, it's six, six to seven dollars as we speak now. If it comes to Melbourne, I think it will just be winning. Uh, he looks a very promising horse. He won well on debut, beating Madame Connery at Rose Hill, then running to Caboo, who was you know, widely touted as one of the best three-year-olds in Sydney before going amiss, and he'll now miss the Golden Rose. I think he was favourite for the Golden Rose. Uh Ossipenko has had two trials since then where he's just really trucked through the line. He hasn't been asked to do a lot, but he's looked really strong. Uh, the only issue is we don't know where he's going. He's also down the run in the Ming Dynasty at Rose Hill as we record this on uh, Thursday morning. So wherever he goes, I'd be backing him, but if he comes to Flemington, I'm very, very confident he'll be winning and I think 6 to $7 is an excellent price. Draws out, not too sure that's a negative. Just hoping Ben Mullen can find a spot three wide with cover. If he can do that by this stage of the day, probably getting to the middle of the track won't be a bad thing. Uh, I think he'll be very hard to hold out. Really hope he comes to Flemington. Look forward to seeing him. If he doesn't, there's a couple of big odds he can have something on. Uh, number 13, Elliptical, has jumped out quite nicely. Has had three jump outs leading into this. Uh, after a workman-like victory on debut at Sandow. It draws well to push forward for Mark Zara to get up on speed. Think it can run well around the $15 mark. And the other one a huge odds is number 12, Superset. It's gone up about 80-1 to in the early markets. Uh, Didn't think it's run first up behind Jackano in the McNeil was too bad. He just looks like he'll relish getting up to the 1,400 metres on the big track at Flemington. Nice draw for Blake Shin. Hopefully, he can fit that little bit closer to the speed up in trip. Uh, even if Oscar Pinto does come here, i will definitely be having something on super set at the eighty to one. Uh, I think he's gone up uh, very big odds, so there's one for your roughy punters.
0: Right. Well, as you mentioned at the top of the segment, it's uh, one of those days where you said you think you can have a few bets in the race, and still come out on top and that's sort of the way that it's unfolded. So recapping, we're race two, number eight, Zarek. We can have savers on two, Young and six, Mil- Milford. And you've also mentioned their five, Sandham-Buto as well. Concluder makes that race five on top is the four, Alligator Blood, straight to the front. Hopefully that's all they see, but we can save or include Western Empire, have it on side. Race eight, we've got the 12, swats that on top. They definitely can to have save is the 13, Shooting for Gold, and four, rock and Horse. And then the lucky last, well, as we said, again, the dual acceptor, but keen with it on top. Osipenko but save it there, the 13, Elliptical, and 12 super set. So I've got a bit of a sense of where this is going, but is Ossipenko, if it comes to Flemington, I'm going to look at it two different ways. Well, what's your best bet? Is it Ossipenko if it arrives?
1: If Ossipenko comes to Melbourne, it's clearly the best race, nine, number seven. If it doesn't come to Flemington, I think we can make swats, that's the best. It just feels like she's really well set up for her first up tilt down the straight, and we Seeing the Mara and Eustace can't do that quite successfully in recent weeks. Uh, and non-successfully. They've had a couple of placings, but their horses have been going well. And uh, I think if thoughts that comes to place, is going to be pretty hard to beat race eight number 12.
0: All right, that's your thoughts on the program. As I mentioned at the top of the segment, you can subscribe now, puntingbaron.com.au. Got an economical price there as well. And you get all of the selections for, as I said, not only Flemington, but wherever else you think you can find a winner. And there's a few meetings coming up around the corner that I'm sure you are keen to bet into. It certainly is,
1: uh, been, been, been a bit of a lull on the country cup scene, uh, in recent weeks. So I was actually chatting with someone the other day and saying, geez, where's all the country cups? But they're starting to ramp up again. I know we've got, uh, Vanilla Cup and Gumbauer Cup, a couple that I'll be heading to, uh, for the country race in Victoria. So looking forward to those, and a raft of other country cups as well, uh, I think Coleraine as well in Victoria. So, uh, looking forward to those heating up. As you said, we're happy to bet there. We've got the SMS service which focuses on that. Uh, It's been pretty quiet recently, but hoping with those uh, country meetings starting to ramp up, we'll certainly be ramping up the betting there. And we've got all the email and website previews for the big meetings, big meeting at Flemington uh, starting to ramp up in Sydney as well. So there's plenty going on uh, coming off a pretty decent day on Wednesday at Sandown uh, where our new favourite horse s four able to win again. Um, but yeah, as, as you said, very economical uh, just, uh, Subscriptions start from $6 a week Or if you sign up for the full year, one hundred and fifty nine ninety five, Which works out to be about $3 a week And at the moment it's a great time to sign up Because there's plenty happening in racing So go to au and check it all out
0: Yeah, but that's the place to go And hopefully we can make a profit this weekend And that more than covers the subscription chain As always, thanks for joining us on the program And let's hope we've helped the punters find a few winners
1: No worries, James Have a good weekend, mate Cheers
0: Join the nation, Racing Nation with James O'Shea.